0: Hello, and welcome to another micro-episode of The Substandard. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of The Substandard are available every Thursday at 11 a.m., and Substandard show notes are posted by Jonathan Last almost every Friday at WeeklyStandard.com. Over the weekend, we lost two greats in the world of film and television, George Romero, who died at 77, and Martin Landau, who died at 89. Um, uh, I just want to say for the record, I uh, yes, I did talk about Martin Landau in the past, but <laughs> he sort of escaped that sort of, you no, know, the statute of limitations on nobody, my curse.
1: Nobody escapes <laughs> the grim reaper, Vic Mattis. What did you call me? The, the grim reaper. The
0: effing angel of death, I think you texted. angel of death. Yes. No, I did, It's amazing. <laughs> it's
1: actually, I like, I saw the news on Twitter, uh, and I texted both of them. I was like, "Oh my god, Vic definitely mentioned Martin Landau on the show once. You know, I don't is remember that
2: Gene Shallet's still alive? I don't know. We better check. I don't know, man. Bless Mr. Shallet for yeah, making we, it through we we the better, weekend. We
0: better check. He's not doing anything crazy. I'll lead a final destination. You know, that's that. He's not going to you know put his popcorn in a microwave. That that's that's the death of him. Will be the microwave thing, like the uh, in the movie. Um, I loved Martin Landau. Uh, what's funny was, I mean, again, he's eighty nine. So that when he was doing Mission Impossible, as role in hand. Uh, with uh Peter Graves and and Barbara Bain. He was already old. And uh and so he was one of these guys I mean I'd have no memory of him as a young actor. Um uh, most of it was North by Northwest. Uh, how old was he then? But even then he's I mean Northwest North by Northeast. Was it 30? Yeah. 50, I will effort this one. he was great. I loved I or loved him. Like Although I have to tell you I get confused between Martin Landau in North by Northwest and Walter Matthau in um uh, charade it's kind of like the same thing but it's not i
1: get confused by martin landau and john landau aren't they uh, john landis
0: no. are you thinking of john landis no, no. isn't oh, is john, landau? john landau wasn't
1: john landau right. the, the producer uh, the All music right. producer okay. help me
2: do okay. math yeah. yeah he is mm-hmm. born in 1928 mm-hmm. okay north by northwest is
0: 1959 so he's 31. 31 years old okay so he's yeah, man. he was young he was young people look so much older back then yeah. in any event uh he was great. well he
1: was like wearing a suit Yes, yeah, you know, he he was was like a, just the a, people didn't that act one. like children. Uh, that yeah. people that acted like real. You know people, what I remember like though humans, after
0: adults. after Mission Impossible, he and Barbara Bain did another show called Space nineteen ninety nine. Oh, and that was really cool. And I have to say that Space nineteen ninety nine still more advanced than twenty seventeen, mm. as always. Like in the seventies, yeah. they imagined yeah. nineteen ninety nine sounded so far away, and of course, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't. But I thought he was great in uh, Tucker, the man in his dream. Remember, he was Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. Yeah, And uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors, he played the eye doctor who everybody loved, the patriarch of the family who was going to receive this big award, and then he had an affair with Angelica Houston. It went bad, and she was threatening to tear apart his happy family, and so he turns to his brother, the gangster, to get rid of her. And the gangster brother was played by... Jerry Orbach. Mm. Oh. I think they make perfect brothers if yeah, you think they, about it. They very much yeah. look like yeah. it. And Orbach's got the leather jacket. It's fantastic.
1: No, uh, Martin Landau's, one of his most recent, I guess one of his last movies, was a was a, uh, a kind of twisty, turny thriller type movie called Remember. Huh. And it was about uh, a, a a Jewish ho- Holocaust survivor who uh, uh, tried to was trying to track down a... Um, uh, a a man who had worked in his camp, and he has Alzheimer's, so he has to like he is he's constantly calling back to his friend at the nursing home in which they live, who was played by Martin Landau, and he he has this kind of he has this he has this very uh, special look. In his eyes, where you can tell he's kind of hiding something from the audience and from uh, this this other character who was who played by Christopher Plummer. Good. Don't mention Christopher Plummer, please. Just don't say his <laughs> name, Vic. Uh, and uh, you you know it was it was very it was a very well done movie featuring you know like shockingly old actors. I was going to say it's like, it's, comb- you don't you don't, There's a reason it didn't get like blown up on three thousand screens. You know it wasn't it, it didn't get the thirty million dollar yeah, ad. It's not going to be on IMAX. But um, they have but a combined it, age yeah. of one
0: hundred and eighty.
1: <laughs> Base I mean almost. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. uh and um and 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 he had a little bit part in entourage too on hbo he was the has been producer and sort of like people you know like sort of you know you you they don't want to hang out with that guy because he's kind of a pain and he was a big deal in the 70s but not anymore but it's very touching and jvl um, i've always found him to be a sympathetic uh actor watching him but you actually met him and uh, remind us again about
2: that i did i met him on backstage in the Actually not even in the green room, literally backstage on the Dennis Miller show. We were both on the Dennis Miller show back when he had his C N B C gig and Martin Landau was sitting in his little director's chair backstage waiting for his segment and I was brought in by the producers to wait for my segment and I so I just went up and talked to him. I said, hey, you know, hey Mr. Landau, Jonathan Last from the Weekly Standard. Love your work. This is what Matt Labash <laughs> taught me. This is how no, you have to it's, approach it's celebrities. And so I told him. I said, "You know, I'm a huge fan of your daughter, Juliette Landau. So she's a fabulous actress, good in, uh, in her own right. Good in. And so he was tickled by this and happy that I knew his daughter. And so we just started chit chatting. And I asked him about uh, his character Leonard in North by Northwest. And I said to him at the time, "I said, so I got to ask you: Is this, were you playing Leonard as gay?" Because there was always something very interesting about the character. But, you know, I've, I've seen this movie 50 times and could never quite put my finger on it. And he, looked at me and he said,
0: yes. Oh, that's good. I
2: said, really? He said, yes. Good. He said, my idea was to play Leonard as if he had a secret that nobody else in the movie knew. And that 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 was his secret. And later, like four years later, he confirmed this in an interview with like Entertainment Weekly or something like that. That's fantastic.
0: So now, Sonny, you had deep thoughts on George Romero. Yeah, George it Romero.
2: George Romero
1: also died uh, over the the weekend after a very brief uh, battle with lung cancer. That's a that's a bad one. Um, he uh, uh, George Romero is really the progenitor of the modern zombie right like the the idea of the flesh-eating undead the brainless kind of uh meandering shambling uh uh, monster that you you kill by destroying his brain pan um you know that that is like a that is that is an invention of george romero and it's kind of interesting to think about you know like Th- with the ubiquity of the the kind of zombie uh, idea right now, with its dominance on TV and in movies and elsewhere, uh, you, you you would think that this was like a long running human horror that this idea of like the undead returning to life as right. as cannibals and uh, but it's not. It's actually in the last fifty years or so, um, and uh, George Romero is the guy we have to thank for that. I, he he is also one of the few. Um, Consistently interesting directors who also had a very strong ideological viewpoint and sometimes that would overwhelm the work a little bit you know but I I say I, I as even as a as a staunch right wing uh, you know fascist I still enjoyed the the left wing claptrap that's Mr. how good Romero he was put out there.
0: Uh, and he didn't make a he didn't like capitalize on the whole zombie uh, phenomenon, right? He didn't end up with millions and millions of dollars, right?
1: Yeah, he. Well, the Night of the Living Dead was famously kind of wrapped up in bad rights deals and stuff. He got he got kind of kind of screwed uh, in that in that regard, and to the point where it was actually, I'm pretty sure Night of the Living Dead is actually in the public domain, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, it, I I would have to check that. I might be wrong. Um, but I, I I believe it is. I believe it is like one of these movies that has been released in a bunch of different terrible
2: formats yeah. because there are no uh, rights protections to it. JVL, Sonny, I I have to ask you about this. You said that you can put aside his ideological problems, mm. but. Doesn't he hold the one ideology that you find most repugnant? What's that? He's anti consumerism.
1: <laughs> well, no, I well this is this is the well, this is why I have always this is one of the reasons why I, I have always actually thought secretly that Dawn of the Dead is the weakest of the Night of the Living Dead movies. Because it like I, I don't I don't find it terribly compelling uh at all. But uh, I'm also, you know, a huge fan of warmongering and his anti military Day of the Dead is probably my favorite, so
0: I don't know. Okay. If you ever play Doom, the if you go into what's that? Uh, I don't know. It's something I heard about in the mid '90s, uh, and I apparently you needed six diskettes to load onto your <laughs> Power Mac, or anyway, and uh, it was like Doom 3D. And if you went into Immortal mode, I only heard about this. I'm not saying that I played this myself. If you go into Immortal mode at the very end level, when everything is firing upon you, you can jump through a wall. And to kill like the giant beast behind this wall, you're supposed to fire rockets and things into a tiny like hole in the wall. But you can go through it in immortal mode, and what's behind that wall is the head of George Romero on a spike. Hmm. And then you oh. could, you, and that, that was clearly a homage, obviously to uh, uh, the great ones where everyone got their um, influences. Did from. your friend Mcdarino Vadis, yes, in college, uh-huh. play this game? Uh, he 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 spent half the time playing that game and the other half on SimCity 2000. Oh yeah, it was a very, very sad. It was a very sad life. Uh, and and drinking. Uh, there wasn't much room for uh school. So hmm. anyway, yeah, well, sounds like uh, a smart choice. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine.